What is up, everyone? This is Evan with the Lemons with Clemens. My intro is a little bit different this time because this is less about something to bitch about, and it's more so about having a conversation about something. And in, in this case, instead of a sour topic with a lemon, it's more of a let's squeeze this lemon and see if we make some lemonade with it. Now, what I want to talk about today is is traveling as a whole, and it's going to incorporate a lot of things. Um, and what I do know is that with, with the way that this pandemic has affected all of us, one of the ways that it's affected us actually is nobody's traveling. We've all become so stagnant, and we've all just stayed in one place. I mean, cruise ships are no longer a thing. People weren't flying overseas. Uh, and traveling in general, tourism just all just gone down. Now, the reason I think that it is a huge deal is because as a species, as a human species, the the human race are what what's the what's that word for it? Nomadic. We were always on the move. You know, it, back in ancient times when we were just hunter-gatherers in, in small bands of tribes or small groups where, you know, they would chase their prey, live near near it, set up camp, and continue to follow, follow whatever species they were hunting. That's something that, that continued throughout life, and, and other than being next to rivers to build a civilization, the next best thing was fertile lands, or a place to hunt to, so that you can feed the people in your tribe or your group. This is, this is something that, that has followed us through, through centuries now, through millennia, where adventure and travel is just built into us. It's in our DNA. Think about how exciting it must have been all those years ago for you know a Christopher Columbus or or anybody exploring any part of the new world, exploring a piece of land that no one knew about before. And, and it's incredibly important to us as a species to continue to move forward because we feel it's also progress. You know, so it, it's something that while also traveling, we've also met other cultures, which made us better as a culture. It opened trade routes, which made our cultures richer. But as an individual, as you as a person, it is just as important to travel. You know, we're always mesmerized by the stories that people have about about traveling. That's why, you know, when someone says, oh, yeah, I just got back from Egypt, and you all of a sudden you want to ask all these questions about Egypt. Did they see the pyramids and all, you know, and why things like National Ge- Geographic are so big? Because you want to see all these places. You want to see what you, you're un, unable to, or you might make it part of your bucket list to go and do it. Uh, but it's something that almost every person, I feel like, always has that on their bucket list. And it might not even be traveling overseas or out of country. It could be traveling within your own state or the United States. The whole purpose, though, is to travel, to get away, to see something different. And what that does, it actually expands and shapes your mind to start thinking about things differently. It's really easy to be in our 
in our com- in our comfort zones, but then we do not grow as an individual. And so that's why traveling, I think, is so important. You know, I think it really holds us back from a sense of adventure, from from growing, from seeing new cultures, from expanding our our minds to see something that we're not used to and get out of that bubble that we're so used to. And that's why I think, you know, over the last summer when quarantine was really a big thing because of the, the pandemic, that's where a lot of, you know, kind of makes you stir crazy. Think about in the winter, everybody wants to get out as soon as it's nice one day. Imagine now if we, after doing several months of not really being able to get out and see things and see people. Hell, even seeing people, if I can't even speak to them, I, at least I want to be able to see them. You know, I might not understand what somebody in Germany is saying to me. Well, actually, a lot of them know English. But being able to see somebody, I think, is incredibly important to our mental state. Think about, uh, you know, the space race. That was the next evolution of travel. You know, in the 50s and 60s, whenever we finally um, started going into space and landing on the moon, it was such a an achievement. Such, and you took so much pride in it because you're literally on the next frontier. And it's something that is worth applauding because it is such a new adventure at that point and now we're making it you know you look at elon musk um you look at uh, uh virgin galactic and you look at uh what's that one that uh, uh jeff bezos uh i don't know he just launched a penis looking rocket into space i think uh, blue origin i forgot what i don't know if that's what his company's name is or what but the, the idea of being able to do commercial flights to get out of the atmosphere, to experience zero gravity, that's the next sense of adventure. Uh, you know, Elon talking about setting up a base on on the moon and hopefully, ideally, setting up a colony on Mars that becomes self-sustaining at a certain point. Again, that's another level of adventure. That's an achievement. That is an exploration that we can't really do now because we've pretty much seen everything on Earth. At least we think we have. Who knows? Um, you know, and, and when you think about it, maybe all these UFO, UFO sightings, maybe that's just another species doing their traveling. Maybe they wanted to see something different. Maybe they're seeing us. And that, that gets a little conspiratorial, but, I mean, in a weird way, you know, what if, you know, in a in hundred years, we're traveling to other planets to go look at things? All the billionaires, that's what they do for vacation. Maybe this these are maybe the UFOs are just billionaires from another planet just looking at us. I don't know if they'd be billionaires. I don't know how they would they'd probably have a completely different society. But that but that's a that's a whole nother point and tangent, as usual. But the idea of adventure, you know, we get lost in books and fictional books because we're going to a whole new world. Think about Harry Potter, how many people fell into the lore, how many people know that world even though they haven't been there because when you read it you you go into it that, i think that's one of the reasons fiction books have, are so big it's a it's a way to travel and to experience adventure without physically doing it if you can take yourself away mentally it's just as stimulating it's just as rewarding in a lot of ways you know and, and the thing is in in without getting religious in a sense Traveling's good for the soul. 
it's good for you spiritually w- within yourself to to experience another culture and like I said get out of your bubble but you know it's hard you know whenever the when I say it's hard what, what I really mean is when you get back from traveling and I know this because I've traveled a little bit but when you get back everybody always asks oh my god how was it what'd you do what'd you see what, what was so exciting give me the highlights and it's it's not the same. You can't just explain what you did because the entire thing was an experience. They had to be there. Honestly, they had to be there. You have to go and travel yourself to know what it was like to see those things, to experience those things. You can't hear it from somebody else. You know, and you can enjoy, you know, good stories and and someone will say, oh, my God, it was breathtaking. It was amazing. But you don't actually experience it. It's, a, it's the same thing. Like when you sit and watch a sunset and take a picture of it, that sunset does not look nearly as good in the picture as it did in real life. Because you had to be there. You had to experience it. And I'm, I'm very big in that, that same idea. You know, I wish I've traveled more. And I had plenty of opportunities to. You know, I have a brother that uh, eight years older than me that all he's done his entire life is just travel. I don't know how the hell he's done it. And he's done it so frugally. You know, he's he's done backpacking and hitchhiking to get by, working odd jobs wherever he's at, staying in hostels and working on communes to make it work. You know, and I'll get a little bit into that, but, you know, my first traveling experience, I believe I was in fifth or sixth grade. And so I think that at that point for, for me, it was a little too young to really appreciate the travel, to appreciate a different culture. You know, and the reason I don't, a lot of people don't know that I've even been out of country because it's hard to just bring up. You know, when you bring something up up like that, you just sound like you're kind of gloating. You're bragging about it. Like, yeah, I've been been over to wherever. And, and there's no way to organically bring that up without sounding super douchey or without trying to make yourself look better than somebody else. You know, if somebody asks you, of course, it's it's easy to open up about it. But to just randomly bring it up, you, you're just a douche at that point. So, it, again, that's one of those things where you can't just bring it up because people are going to ask questions. But if someone asks you about it, it's easy to talk about. But if you do it on your own, you're, you're, you're just gloating how you get to go do all these things that no one else does. But anyway, fifth or sixth grade, my mom decides it would be a great idea for my winter break at the time. We'd go to the Bahamas. We'd go somewhere warm when it's really cold out. Now, that's awesome. Nobody, everybody wants to be able to go there, see the beautiful water there, um, enjoy some food, whatever, stay in nice hotels. I didn't know a lot about it. And, and like I said, I was a little too young to truly appreciate it. And I think as you get older, you should take the time to be able to travel. But I remember we got on the road. We had packed up and we left. It was just my brother, my mom, and I. We got on the highway, not 10 minutes down the road. My mom all of a sudden, oh, shit. What? What, mom? What's wrong? I forgot my thongs. As you can imagine, me being a fifth or sixth grader and my brother, eight years older than me, were taken back a little bit. Now, to be fair, we have never heard that term used for anything other than underwear for a woman. And apparently, it's a very common term for flip-flops, which we were unaware of at that time. I'm basically white at this point. 
my mom is super serious about how it was very uh she was very distraught over the fact that her thongs were not with her so you can only imagine her two sons sitting in the car hearing that and how the reaction probably was since then i can say my mom has stopped using that word for flip-flops obviously we figured it out what she was talking about but we made it a family rule to no longer say that ever. Anyway, so we go we go to the Bahamas, and I remember going to this little... First, we went to Florida, traveled over to the Bahamas from Florida in a little rickety airplane that I did not trust whatsoever, which would carry away with every wind gust possible. That part, I think, was the scariest part. And we land, and everything's beautiful. Now, I remember on the on the way, my mom is not very... She's not very good at planning and getting all these directions and whatnot. And I remember, I, I, I believe we were actually in Florida before, because we had to stay a night in Florida before taking the next morning flight to the Bahamas. And we're trying to get to our hotel, and we took a cab. And the cab's trying to figure out where we're going. My mom doesn't know. She's trying to figure it out. She's trying to call to figure out where we're going. This fucking cab driver stops off the highway between when there's an exit ramp in the road, that little space it has right in front of the, the exit sign stops right there, turns around and tells us we need to figure out where the hell we're going or we can get out on the highway because we had no idea. And we we're obvious. And he kept bitching about how he hated tourists and whatnot. And you know, that kind of struck me because it made me fearful to actually travel again. But I remember, you know, I, I, I believe it must be awful to always deal with tourists. And that's, and that's one thing I want to say. If, if you're traveling, don't be a tourist. Don't be that person. Maybe plan ahead a little bit. Anyway, so we get over there. We go, we go to the Bahamas. And I remember we had a hotel right off the beach. It was beautiful. But again, I was too young to enjoy it. To, to, not to enjoy it, but to really experience it um, and take it all in. My mom and my brother, I think, enjoyed it a lot more than I did. You know, and I, and I don't remember a lot for anything great. I remember going through the, the marketplace there, a little open-air marketplace where you got to meet the locals. And now, if it were me now, I'd be trying to converse and learn a little bit more. The whole point, I think, of traveling, yeah, you can see some pretty sights and not be stressed. And now that we're adults living in the real world and, and working, you know, a vacation from life is nice. But I think traveling is more about the culture, you know, and then... Right before going into high school, I actually went on a school trip to Italy. And that one was the exciting one. That's the one that, you know, you travel however many hours in a plane to Italy. In 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 Italy, there was a lot of beautiful places. And, and that's where I really got to experience the culture because you're actually... I think you find a little more culture in the food. You know, eating real Italian food, it's hard to go to like your local Olive Garden. You know what I mean? It's just, it just hits different. And so I think it's, it's a little bit different when you have a real gelato compared to getting something at any place, even if it says it's authentic Italian or anything like that. But, but talking to people there, getting the full extent of the culture and the, through the food, um, meeting with people and staying in beautiful locations. Um, I think out of everything, we went into the city. Uh, I think the name of it was Taormina. 
and it was just a beautiful city. I actually preferred that city over Rome. Rome was overcrowded, had a bunch of tourists. You're constantly worried about being pickpocketed, which is the one thing everybody warns you about once you go there. If you're with a, any type of traveling agent or anything like that, that's all they say is keep your valuables close to your chest so it can't be stolen. But whenever we were in Rome, I think part of the reason I didn't like Rome, though, is because we went to go see the Colosseum, but it was under construction. It was like they were remodeling it, which really kind of takes away the authenticity of it. I mean, it yeah, they should probably keep it up up to date so it's not falling apart on anybody while anybody's in it, but it really kind of takes away the the connection, I think, to it because it's just it's not the same when you see a bunch of scaffolding and and whatnot uh, uh, being worked on. And so I know a lot of it was taken down and they're trying to rebuild it. So I didn't actually get the experience, I think, the Coliseum for what it could have been. So maybe I would have liked it more. Maybe now if they're not doing it anymore, I have no idea. You know, and so being able to experience Italy, you know, we, what else did we do? We we went on to, got the walk up to a volcano, I forget the name of it, and and look at it, which was super cool, and just seeing all these different sites. But I remember the last thing I did, it was the Sunday before we left. And we had word that since we were nearby, we could go to the Vatican City. So we go that morning to Vatican City, early in the morning, Sunday morning. And the Pope, the late Pope, was giving a blessing. So everybody gathers in the square of Vatican City. And through the window, the Pope comes out and speaks in Italian. Now, I don't know anything he's saying, and I'm not super religious, but this was an experience that you cannot explain to other people. Having thousands of people gathered around you, staring up at a man in a window, knowing how important it is for all these people, including myself, because the, the, just, the just the magnitude of it, you know, giving a Sunday blessing, even if you're not religious, it's something to respect and to be appreciative of. But I remember I, I got plenty of pictures of the Pope. And back then we didn't have the cameras that we do now that were at least affordable. And so all I have for, for proof of it is just really pixelated camera photos from almost 20 years ago now, maybe 15 years ago. And it just it doesn't do the same like if i could put it on facebook right now and people would just be like oh that's neat i guess and then it just it hits different like i said it's like taking a picture of a sunset you had to be there you had to experience it but the fact that i got to see that and experience that i think was uh it changed a lot of how i thought i think about about a lot of things and it gave me more respect because you know the impact that maybe religion has on everybody even if it doesn't make that impact on you it's it's easy to be respectful towards it you know, and so I, I think, you know, the reason I told the, those stories is because of the different impacts it can have on you and how you can explain it. And it's never going to sound amazing compared to when you were there and experiencing it. You can never really put it into words. You know, and, I, and I've, I've talked a little bit about the food, but I think it's important to, even if you have the opportunity to try food that you haven't tried, you know, go to a authentic place and have real food from... You know, Vietnamese food, have Indian food, have, have legitimate Chinese food, not the Chinese place that all, also offers chicken fingers for kids. All right. The, you know, these are 
it, it, they're different. The, the way they make food is based on the ingredients around them. So it's impossible for, for you to really appreciate it without actually trying something with a little authenticity. You know, and then the, the ability to travel. I know my brother told me that when he was in India, you know, it took him a solid four months, I think, for his body to adjust to the food there just because it was so different. He was shitting his brains out almost all the time because of it. It just, just because everything is different. I, I'm sure his, his gut, his biome within his intestines is just flawless now by, based on all the traveling he's done. You know, after, after that trip to Italy, it was a couple years later, and I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was my 16th birthday. And this, and this is where I'm talking about where you don't really appreciate it or you don't understand it unless you do it. But I remember it was on my birthday. Next day I had to go to school, so I was going to bed early. My brother came over. We had dinner with my mom. And that's when he tells me I'm leaving for six months minimum. He told me that he planned on backpacking through Central and South America and seeing how far he could go. Now, when you hear that, when you're not very nuanced in, in traveling and, and don't understand culture and all you know is basically travelers die in different places or you see movies like Hostel, if you stay in the wrong place, you're going to be murdered. You know, and I'm sure for women, it's a, a whole nother type of fear. It's just different whenever you hear one of your loved ones is going to be gone on an adventure. And I remember going into my room whenever he left and just crying because I didn't know if I was going to see him again. Now, obviously, he's because he has other experiences, you know, obviously he is alive and well. And he told us some stories, but it's hard for him after doing that much traveling. I mean, we're talking hitchhiking and taking cheap buses and staying in hostels all the way through Central America. Finding somebody who had a sailboat that took him to Costa Rica. And then from Costa Rica, I'm pretty sure it was to Belize or, or, or Panama or something like that. And he got and went through South America until he ran out of money in Brazil where he had just enough money to get a flight back to the United States. He was gone for six months. Changed his life and his view on the world. I mean, his traveling started with being a foreign exchange student to to Germany. Um, and in Germany, because the countries are so much smaller, it's a lot easier to go from country to country and travel a little bit more. It was way easier. I mean, it's kind of a standard day is to, you know, go over the border to somewhere else. So, I mean, traveling was always in his blood. I think that, you know, and he embraced it for what it was. I remember he got back and we just asked questions. My mom is really good at being able to ask just the most ridiculous questions. You know, if anybody tried to fight him or mug him or anything like that, I'm more interested in, you know, what he saw, not if his life was in danger all the time. Of course, those are also interesting stories. But the the point is how he came back afterwards was a completely different person. The way that he viewed the world and the way that he had a conversation with us, even the way he spoke was completely different because it affected him spiritually, within himself, within a soul. How he related to others was different because he figured out a way to relate to people even if you couldn't understand each other. And that worked for him well whenever he went back to Europe and he hitchhiked all throughout Europe. And apparently it's a lot 
more friendly to be a hitchhiker in Europe. I mean, we always worry about it being a serial killer picking us up or the people we pick up as a serial killer or the rapists or anything like that. And I think that's just a weird fear-mongering thing we have here in America. I'm pretty sure that's just kind of like a standard. Like, no matter what, it's like, that could be a, a murderer. Instead of, I bet that's a nice person. It's weird how our perception on people around us is completely different. You know, so my brother hitchhikes through all of Europe, stays in Spain for a little bit, and, and catches a ride with a guy. And just because he was able to get along with this person so well, the man let him stay in his cabin off the Mediterranean Sea in Greece. Things are just different when you travel. And those people, you can almost you can almost recognize the people that are like that. And it's easier to view them as maybe the the hippie or uh, free spirit. Some might say gypsy. The difference is my, my brother was never poor or anything like that. He just found ways to survive and to get by. I don't know how the hell he did it. And to this day, he just... He just makes it seem menial, like it was nothing. You know, and there's so many pictures that he has when he's hiking through Nepal, looking out on the water from, from the mountains. Like, these are pictures that should be in a National Geographic book. But could you imagine actually living through it, seeing the what they call the eternal flame that never goes out because of just natural gas that seeps into this little uh, hole in the ground? Experiencing that thing, that th- those things is life-changing and again he comes back from that traveling trip completely different the way that he spoke was slower more meticulous like he was choosing his words almost like he almost forgot how to speak naturally and it was like he did he have an accent i couldn't tell if he had an accent or not because it was just different with how with how he spoke and that's another interesting thing with traveling. Like, what what is it with accents? And if you stay somewhere so long, you start picking up an accent. And we think that we don't have one, and we always make fun of others with them. But it, that that's one of those things that you're the ignorance and the naivety of of people in general, where we're stuck in our bubble, so we don't think there's anything wrong with us, or we don't we don't think we're the ones that are different. Everybody else is different. But in the end of the at the end of the day, it's all of us are different. The the whole point of me me just talking and rambling about me traveling, my brother traveling, is it's changed the way that I view people. You know, I want to have more conversations with people and figure out more about them and where they come from and why they do the things they do or how they tick. It's interesting. And I, and I think if we all kind of took a bigger look at one another and understood their background and what what makes them tick i think things would be a little bit different in life in general i think it's it's one of those things where if you listen to somebody's story you understand where they're coming from and why maybe they act the way they do and maybe they'll have a little more appreciation for you because maybe you're the one that listened you know now that things are opening back up and and hopefully stay open we don't know because of all this hoopla about more coronavirus stuff you know cruises might be coming back i know flights are back to normal and people are traveling and and everybody wants to go out to the beaches or get away from where they were 
you know, I have a, a buddy that told me that when he was driving through Denver, Colorado, every hotel was booked, which is great. People are trying to get away. They're trying to live a vacation. They're trying to live their life. And it's hard to go through things without getting away, just sticking it in day, just going day in and day out doing the same thing without that little respite from, from life in general. It, it, it makes it tough. And so now I, I've always been interested in how cruises work. I've never done a cruise. And frankly, I don't know if I would. I'm, I'm not seasick or anything like that. I just It's such a weird, you're just stuck on a ship, and I'm sure it's amazing inside and everything is awesome. But you're just in the middle of the ocean. What if something happens? You know, and I don't know how it works, I guess. So it's just, is it worth it? I mean, if, if you've done a cruise, I, I'm I'm... I'm interested. If you've actually been on a cruise, I want to know about it if it is worth it because I've seen people talk about it. I see like bands that I like, they they are have cruises where they get to play and other people come and play and you hear about like the Disney cruises and stuff. I think I'd be more interested in just where it stops and ports and so you could experience wherever you're at. I think the best way to travel is probably by car because you if you have the time to just do do your own thing. Take your own time. Stop wherever you want to stop. Honestly, maybe an RV would be the best thing because then you don't have to pay for hotels or anything and you're not cramped up in a car. But damn, I don't know. RVs are kind of expensive if if, if you don't have the money for it. I mean, and maybe that's maybe that's why they're expensive because it is a luxury traveling thing. But, you know, and if you want to travel, don't take a bus. I think that just really, really dampens things you know i've taken a train once now it's pretty boring i think i think the whole purpose of of us okay maybe not the whole purpose but part of part of who we are ingrained in us is to experience adventure to travel to explore to try something different and and whether it be through literature or movies or taking a plane out to Costa Rica it's something that we need to do we have to get lost into another world we have to let go of where we are because it'll kill us at the end of the day I mean you look at during the pandemic during quarantine suicide rates skyrocketed you look at during the winter suicide rates skyrocket because people get out of course you have the seasonal depression but it's because people are cooped up not seeing others, not experiencing anything, and that's no way for the human species to live. Hell, the way that we live now anyway, staying in one spot and not traveling isn't isn't normal, I think, for, for most of most of humans. So I, I think it's something I, I would all always urge. If you have the opportunity to travel, don't put it off. Do it. Take a couple weeks off work if you can. Take take the year before going to school. Do it while you can. Like for me, it's it's tough because I'd be leaving you know a child behind and can't really do that and feel and feel like it's worth it, you know. Because when whenever my son's old enough to travel with me, that's something I'd be more keen to do. But it's hard to just go for an extended amount of time, like what my brother wanted me to join join him on one of his trips. It's hard to do. And it's also hard to commit to those type of things because you're completely throwing away the life that you know. 
to try something you've never done. And maybe that's what it is, the fear. Maybe the fear, the part of the adventure, maybe that's why people do it. I think the fear is it's either crippling or, or it's something that people strive in. And for me, it crippled me, and I didn't do it. And I regret it. And that's why I say if you have the opportunity, do it. Because you should see something different. You should see something new. It doesn't have to be out of the country. Go see the Redwoods in California. Go to the beach. You know, go, go, go see the mountains in Colorado. Go see the Grand Canyon. There's a million places to go, and it doesn't have to be some exotic place. It's something, it's, a, it's about trying to get away and experience something new. And hell, you might see something where that's the place you want to live whenever you're older. I think uh I think space is going to be the big thing next. Uh, and I'm I'm excited to see how that goes. Is it going to be like riding an airplane over to Europe for us? Is it, we're just going to be on a big rocket ship up to the moon? Now, how long does it take to do it? I mean, are you going to be sleeping on this thing for a day? Or maybe they'll do it where they have floating like hotels above our atmosphere. Now, that would be an interesting thing. Would do you think that would put a lot of things in perspective for a lot of flat earthers. Be like, if you have, if you have a bunch of flat earthers and they're like, all right, well, if you think the earth is flat, how about you buy this ticket in the rocket ship and go stay on our floating space hotel. They'd probably still say it was a scam or that it was all computer AI or, or some bullshit like that. It's all a hologram. Now that, that is something I think that'd be worth doing. Or, or staying on the moon. I mean, could you imagine? Now, they say that with no atmosphere or anything, you can see so many more stars on the moon that you'll... that I mean, you can't ever see it on, on the pictures that they have because the, the lenses don't pick it up the same way. And again, pictures and experiences are a lot different. Can you imagine Neil Armstrong coming down and someone saying, what was it like? You can't explain that. Any astronaut that goes to the space, you can't explain that. You can elaborate how amazing it is to be in zero gravity. And so it, I, it's it's one of those things where you, it's just so, I'm so curious about it. Where I just, I'm at the point now, I think I would prefer to just try to experience these things. If I have the opportunity to, if I, you know, and we always worried like the money, the do it, the money. My brother did it without any money. A lot of people would say it's dangerous. And it's only dangerous because we're so trained to think that we have to stay in these nice hotels or we only hear, like, if you go to these countries, you're going to be killed or there's cartels in Mexico. My brother stayed in hostels, and if you talk to other travelers, travelers help each other out because they all do it. And most of them stay away from the big resorts because you don't get the experience of life at a resort compared to walking through an actual town. If you're going to just be a tourist, that's no way to travel. Now, of course, tourism is one thing. You get to see, you get the highlight reel, basically, when you're a tourist. But I don't think a, a tourist has experienced a culture the way they should. I think that you should actually go and experience culture. I think you should actually go sit in a small little restaurant wherever you go instead of a big, giant, well-known place. Order something you don't usually get. Talk to the people. And experience a different life. 
You can even pretend you're in a different life during that time. You can be whoever you want when you travel. But don't just be a tourist. You're not in it. You're not a tourist in life. You're not trying to go through life on highlight reels. You want to have some good times, and you might have some bad times. You might have a shitty travel day. But it still makes for a good story. And if you've traveled, I want to hear about it. Go to the Facebook page. Let me know how it was. Tell me where you've traveled to. Tell me about a shitty travel experience because that's something I haven't had enough of those. I, I want to be able to have just those shitty travel experience stories because those are always the best stories possible. So I want to hear about that. If you if you got it, go to my Facebook page, The Lemons with Clemens on Facebook. Leave me a post or a comment on, on the episode. Tell me where you've traveled. Make sure you like and subscribe. We're also on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. This is Evan with The Lemons with Clemens.